basically bragged about that the tree uh, incinerator but yeah the cremation yeah. thing <laughs> uh, like it was my own <laughs> device. Like, yeah it burns logs i'm saying and uh, i'm talking big ones <laughs> you guys want to do this back. let's do it let's, let's do, do it. it i'm in the mood to be slow and careful my body's ready for a mountain climb all of a sudden it will all become lovely the flower that And in person with Katie Sullivan of Coven Brewing. Thank you for coming all the way from Pittsburgh to come yeah, see us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. My car, no less. Yeah. Extra well, cool. that's so easy because then you can just throw all your stuff in there and yeah. you can take beer home. Yep. That is true. It is very true. Highly preferable. Not easy when you pack 47 blankets, but that <laughs> is a story for a different time. But truly, these are my favorite kind of types of episodes. Somebody comes into Portland. Whether usually they haven't experienced it a ton, they've experienced it a little bit, and then we kind of get to have them right where we're more used to being and talk in person and have these conversations. But I thought this one was really cool because of um, the Zach relation and, and kind of the reach out effect and going back through the DMs and looking at like the way it all came together today. Um, you kind of reached out and said some some really cool stuff to us, which always Big feels really good because sometimes you can be going into someone's history and like plugging away on doing some research and being like, I should probably be doing something else right now than this. And you get kind of those messages like that. That's like, Oh, this is why cool. I fucking love doing this and get to have these conversations. Our anxieties are ease. We'd go into it knowing like <laughs> you once said nice things about us. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it's really softens the initial barriers. Yeah, you know? Other than when you do a cold reach out to somebody <laughs> doesn't respond for two months All and right, then is hoping you forgot yeah. about it. And you're like, Nope, we'll take it. Perfect. So tomorrow, fair. Does yeah. that work? But in but um, in seriousness, yes. yeah, I didn't. I think between Cam, who who uh, Cam Bosch, we were just talking, lives in the neighborhood your brewery's at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's a few sort of peripheral things that kind of came together. They Zach and Cam had both mentioned the brew, but being in Pittsburgh, it was kind of like uh, cool. And then you you know, since I'm not going there anytime soon, yada yada. Oh, you um, don't get to Pittsburgh all the time. I, I, yeah. I'm, 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 I've been Great literally city. talking yeah, about yeah. wanting to go yeah. back since we yeah. were there last, uh, I, I guess it was a, a little over a year ago, uh, Jeff okay. and I went down and visited Cam and I don't know, I feel like it, I won't say bad rap, but I don't feel like it gets a good enough rap. Yeah. But. I, uh, I've mentioned that my husband is a doctor and like, there's a bunch of different points in that journey where like you apply to a million places mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. like when you're applying to med school when you're applying to residency when you're applying to fellowship and really early on we visited Pittsburgh I think it was like we decided it was on the way from a trip that we took to like Quebec City or something and we we're like oh it's on the way back to Maryland swing in, a, in a way that so I guess you could say that <laughs> um, but like uh, you'd say it about most places depending like, on how you look on that depending on how yeah. you want to take the way it's not in the um, complete opposite direction yeah but we went there years before I moved there and didn't have like much of a perception but we definitely were like well that was way cooler than we thought totally yeah, yeah I think totally. that's the point you make when you say it like not to say it as a bad rap but kind of a surprise effect yeah. it's literally much. called the steel city Fair. so <laughs> yeah. it, it's not about. setting you up for much other than industry totally. in terms of how it's um but um so then to sort of have a, a reason to to relook at uh, this is five letters is coven I, brewing 
coven. Coven. I didn't know. I obviously have seen that word, read that word a million times, but I I don't know if I had heard it out loud. So yeah. coven. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Just one. I'm not. Usually that's Matt's yes, thing. I'll take I, no, that I, I Google him. him every time I get yeah, scared to um, death, but I'm not often talking about a small gaggle of witches. Yeah. So I don't have <laughs> I don't have a ton of experience saying yeah. the word. So um, I looked it up. But uh, um, the the brewery was at a point, but I love talking to anyone either on the way to sort of inception phase or mm-hmm. still sort of in the this is still a really new thing because mm-hmm. we, we kind of alluded touched on it a little bit earlier um and you said something that i thought was um just kind of profound in a certain way and it, i think is a good transition into your just background and in, in mm-hmm. beverage in the first place but you said based on a, a job which is where you know zach from um in the past you said you you uh, I can't remember exactly how you phrased it, but you can't unlearn making decisions or something to that effect, basically. Maybe if you like remember. Can't, can't unknow. You can't exactly. unknow, like I yes. And I think it's just so true because I, we joke, I kind of joke about that all the time. Like, uh, man, I would kill for a boss. Like, ma- depending on the person, definitely I could maybe kill. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I don't, it, would have, <laughs> it would depend on who needed to be killed. But, um, I there's a very real craving for external direction mm-hmm. yet the whole like resistance to that was where was why I find myself here in the first place yeah classic grass is greener thing but to not did not get too off track um yeah maybe just kind of lay the groundwork for for how you you got to where we sit now sure uh super narrow question you know um, specialty of mine yeah uh <laughs> it, I don't have like a quick answer so the story's the fun part. Uh, I sculpture was your first love. Is that what I read? Yeah. Well, so I have an art degree, and I kind of ended up going to this really pretty little state school. Um, and sounds similar to what I did for college. It was like a state, but like a a public liberal arts yeah, college is what, yeah, is what exactly. my experience was. Um, and. Uh, I, I don't know even what I, it was like this art program where basically you just sort of said what your major was. Yeah, because like 18 year olds should definitely know. Make all of your life decisions. Yeah. 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 Like, um, so like you, my degree is like in like visual arts, but then like by the time you were a senior, you got to say like, oh, I'm a, a this, I'm a painter, I'm a that, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and uh, so I was uh, majoring in installation sculpture. Wow. Um, and double majoring a handful of friends in uh, mid-century uh, art history of abstract <laughs> painting. Um, so. I mean, it seems like if you wanted to go down that road, there would be probably a lot well, of academia and like, ahead. But. And like, uh, weirdly, like we, that college was close to D.C. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of like museum, like, totally. like art museums uh-huh. in D.C. Yeah. And so like I, there, there was a path. And I know some people who followed this. That like in sculpture specifically or uh, in other mediums more like of art? you you would uh well so in installation sculpture I th- I think the way that if you wanted to make money doing the, the installations like could be any medium but it's like you're creating like an environment mm-hmm. um, which also now makes a lot of sense to me later on in my life but like I did a lot of like video I would take like a video of something and then project it onto that same thing in a room and like that was the sculpture yeah, but yeah, i wasn't yeah. making like clay stuff. i gotcha but 
I don't remember anyone ever having any kind of conversation with me about like, well, so how are you going to make money with this? Well, and that's what yeah. I was going to ask. And I, I, not to, I think there's a bigger thing going on right now with that specific thing where if we have to refund or find a mechanism to refund some college debt, it's because a lot of people have taken on debt without that question yeah. being introduced to it's how are you going to use this to pay for fair, something? It's sort of not fair because like when you're a teenager like and nobody said that to you, like are you supposed to just come up with that on your own? of like, you know what? How is this a job? Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, so I, I took this job teaching it like a, it wasn't Montessori, but it was a similar type of thing where, sure. um, there were like no grades, no rules, no homework. Uh, and I was teaching high school art and I did that for a year. And like really early on in the school year, I was just like, I hate this. Yeah. Um, you I, must have a pretty, you know. I I sucked at high school. Like I I would hate to meet me when I think about. And I was a good kid. I just yeah. high schoolers are just tough. And uh, so I then the, these I girls. would be curious about the spectrum of. I had of like what, all these uh, girls that like wanted to like take their bras off and like <laughs> like take videos of each other like burning stuff. And and I was like, hey, like if you want to go to art school, like you have to like a. a there's like a to go to an actual art school you have to like submit a portfolio of work and it's kind of like a writing sample in a way um but you like it's like show me that you can draw a still life usually a bike because bikes are kind of weird to draw Uh. um and they're not humans because there's like some ethical questions about like teenagers drawing like other people makes sense um so like you know there's like a bike drawing and then maybe something that shows like a basic understanding of like color theory. And there's a couple of certain things that like you put in like your portfolio. And so they'd be like, I don't want to learn to draw because like I'm out here burning my bra. I'm like liberating myself. <laughs> and I was like, cool, you're 16. And like, I cannot let you record yourself with no shirt on. Like, I'll get super fired. <laughs> Beyond, and like, it's what? not going to help you get <laughs> yeah. into college, yeah. which is kind of my job. Yeah. Uh, so I did that for a year and then I was like, I hate this. Oh man. Um, and I like, I like teaching people things. Those were nice kids. It just, was, Toad, no, I, Toad, like, I can, as a job, I would just was like, no. yeah, I feel like it would ha- be very difficult to have your first teaching job be an alternative education. Like, well, cause I, I wasn't think a any teacher teaching, either. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. From you've never mentioned any teacher training no. <laughs> so that I picked up on that too. But, um, so then was that a pivot into Alcohol. Um, <laughs> Find <yes>. me alcohol. <laughs> um, sort of. Um, so uh, that year, um, my husband Jake was, he kind of took a gap year between undergrad school and medical school to basically just like apply because uh, the application process is like you. So intense. You write a bunch of stuff, you fly to a bunch of different cities, you like are all over the place. But um, watching get him to the Greek was yeah. enough for me. I was like, yeah, I know that looks tough. Uh, so we were living um, not like in the city that year. And that's when I was working at that school. And then the following year, we moved from a different part of Maryland into Baltimore City because he went to University of Maryland. Um, and I was just like, OK, well, I'm not doing that anymore. Uh, so yeah. I was just kind of like looking around of what other things i might want to do and i had were you scared at that time uh I think anxious or you know i the his process of like like the whole application process of um 
like applying to a bunch of different places and interviewing a bunch of different places, like considering all your possible futures. Yeah. I think is, uh, I got a little bit more comfortable with it over time, but like it definitely was always really stressful and it was stressful then. Um, cause it's also like not something that I had control over. Right. Like, your me, future to a degree yeah. is being directly um, like beholden. To- yeah. And of course I could like, like, we have a great relationship. Yeah, that's so, what a partnership is. Yeah, to a degree, so it but. wasn't like he was saying, like, I'm moving here. You can suck it or not. No, to- totally. Um, and but, I certainly didn't mean to imply No, that, it's just like, I, I think, I, like, when I talk about it, I, I don't want people to come away thinking that I was like, yeah, this sucks. Like, Jake was, like, moving totally. here. Yeah. Um, but, but it would suck for him almost just as much because it's like neither of you... If you're in it together yeah. and you're going to have to take wherever the, the opening comes up, yeah, like neither just, of you, you have go. much control yeah. over it. Yeah. Um, Pittsburgh was our first uh, residency as a match. So you don't like get to like apply to it necessarily, but like, well, you apply and then they rank you and you rank them and a computer algorithm spits it out. Yeah. Um, but uh, we like wanted to move to Pittsburgh. So we spent all this time being like, what happens if we end up here? And Sweet. then like, Sweet. We, we ended up where we wanted to go. Yeah. So that's really the best possible case scenario of like angst or anxiety. I, of like, it, oh, we didn't even have to think about yeah, that. In retrospect, that was like so much stress for it yeah. just like kind of to like work out. That yeah. I'm trying to like remember that sometimes. It's yeah. like, like you freaked out about this for like years. Yeah. I was just like, what will happen if we move wherever? And like, then uh, everything was fine. Yeah. But. Uh, that's Didn't life that in a then. nutshell, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, right. Didn't um, know that then. Yeah. So I had been, uh, like, starting to make kombucha at home. Somebody just, like, gave me a scope. Like, we were kind of getting into cooking, and, like, neither of our parents are culinary at all. Um, and I think we just liked making our own food, and somehow someone gave me, like, a scoby. And when we moved to Baltimore, something I came across was, like, there was this kombucha. They're still there, but um, there's a kombucha brewery there that they also make like uh, sauerkraut and kimchi. It's kind of this model of like probiotic foods. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and when was this? Just for quick context, twenty fourteen ish. And uh, I just was like applying for a bunch of stuff, and I remember that I was like, "Hey, you seem like a cool company. Like, I want to work here if you want." anybody to work here for you um and then they were like i don't remember it super specifically but basically like i think they were like okay sure um and i ended up kind of like uh it was super teeny then they're a little bit bigger now um but there were like a couple people where like uh we brewed kombucha and made like kimchi and did farmers markets and uh, had like a little shop where we would do like samples and sell like kombucha to go. And I just like really was super interested in like fermentation and all the flavors. And this particular place has a great eye for like marketing and like all the kombucha is really cool colors and it's in this beautiful bottle and. Uh, it was think, a good time to be kombucha too. I feel yeah. like like a good time to yeah. establish yourself as uh, that for sure. And like um, that general time was also if and then by then I was homebrewing. Like me and Jake started homebrewing together, but uh, like we had like a, we did like one kit, and I think it was his idea. And then like super quickly, I was like, I have all these ideas, and uh, he would kind of like 
go buy the stuff for me and then do like not a lot of the work <laughs> like because he like it's, that's always the really in any home brewing <laughs> duo that, that is always a, that you have no way of knowing who's gonna who's be, gonna be yeah, but there's always that yeah that's yeah. funny <laughs> and then like he didn't like like watching it he didn't like cleaning stuff so he like, didn't like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can round it up though <laughs> like like drinking it yeah, yes um, yeah totally uh which has definitely been the evolution of his relationship to brewing is he's just like yeah i don't do that anymore <laughs> um but uh did you start out with extract or i did we did like one extract kit i think it was a red ale yeah, Clyde's. Um, yeah, it has to be a red, a brown, or a half. Sure, <laughs> it's right. pretty much yeah. what you start with. Those are the yeah. beginnings. Yes. Um, and you support cannon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Here's the beer. Making, Holy shit! Making soup. Yeah. Uh, but um, we had like a pretty low tech all grain thing after that. There was some guy that, um, uh, well, not some guy. His, his last name is Brewer, um, and he was like a. a home brewer um in the neighborhood we lived in before we moved to baltimore he must fucking love that yeah he so he and he had like the sick kegerator and like this oh, home bar oh, yeah. dude that's named brewer and wicked into home brewing yeah you are shouting that from the gods. so <laughs> yes. he was like our guru for a little while like, <laughs> um but uh i was working at this kombucha place and and home brewing and um definitely did not understand in the beginning that you shouldn't bottle your kombucha and your beer on the same day uh well so understandable mm, beginner's mistake had uh several beers get like infected with like just the mix of yeah, things yeah. um and like we had like miso and kimchi and sauerkraut and sourdough all we had, like the all the things <laughs> that all, like so um there were a couple beers that got infected that like like in a sanitation perspective mm -hmm. yeah but they tasted good yeah totally yeah. um and, i was gonna ask was there any happy accidents yeah so yeah. then uh there's this one thing that's like burned in my memory that it was like this oatmeal porter that definitely got infected like probably from kombucha and just like shitty sanitation in sure. general and i remember just being like well i'm just gonna like throw this in this carboy and like we can always toss it later and then like a couple years we were like moving our house to a different place and i this found this thing. thing and i tried it and i was like this is so good actually wouldn't like and your palate was probably pretty evolved by then yeah wouldn't live, wouldn't live that way anymore but like uh -huh. um like it was legitimately good yeah, it wasn't just me being like oh i'm gonna salvage this and yeah. Like, yeah um i like bottled it and gave it to people for like their weddings because i was just like, yeah. I was oh, like yeah. this is actually really tasty yeah <laughs> but so i we're living, we're like, we're in Baltimore and I, uh, I, I liked my time at the kombucha place, but I basically was like starting to realize like, I want to make alcohol. Um, none and, of this half percent bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And like, uh. So it wasn't hard kombucha? No. Cause I, I forget honestly sometimes that there is those two different, that fork of, uh, things you can yeah. do. Yeah. But, it's but. really about like fermentation control. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not like the, the 7% stuff that like some of the bigger companies are putting out now is like a, a slightly different process but like the difference between like non-alcoholic like half a percent and like two percent is just kind of about like bottle conditioning or not interesting yeah because that usually is that's, basically that's about you, a percent yeah that's when you yeah. get the uptick gotcha um, so if you force carb it then like you're almost certainly gonna be non-alcoholic but regardless like uh 
the the health and wellness lifestyle like wasn't for me yeah, yeah, yeah um and i was like really interested in all this like mixed fermentation stuff that like i got you know i got the sour beers book then and was like reading that and there weren't really any breweries in baltimore and we're like there for jake's job that were really had like a program or something around mixed fermentation mm-hmm. then Millstone, the cider that I worked at, was like a mixed fermentation cider and mead producer. Um, Is that where you, was that your next step? Yeah, linearly from the kombucha. Yep. yep. And that was a. It sounds like that was a conscious decision to be in. You're doing this home brewing. You're kind of falling in love with this specific thing to move into the alcohol space. Yeah. So I like I like specifically like I wanted to work in alcohol and I wanted to work in mixed fermentation. So yeah. I, like, I was like, Millstone is like the place I'm gonna go. Can you uh, live, live there for just one second? I was because when I was reading your story, I was thinking about that. And I, I've had it hasn't like been. It doesn't like mark my experience in beer too much, but I do sometimes f- try to like kind of steel man like. Alcohol as a vice mm-hmm. or kind of think about being in a space that does. What is steel man? Like, just think about the opposite side of what I kind of believe for like I'm. I mean, the space that I really love, I I find all these things about craft beer to be pretty wholesome. And those are the reasons that I got into it. But then I've had it once we're like at the brewery, we're in a small community when when you first kind of see this first sign of like alcoholism with or that what would look like that to somebody that you serve in a local community day in, day out and kind of take that home with you a tiny bit of like, at what point do I like? Does it feel good or does it not feel good? And it will kind of allow me to get into that space every now and then. And I usually come out the other side with kind of finding all the good reasons for what I do. The the, the history, the amount of time and mm-hmm. all the good that I do as part of this little ecosystem. But I just thought it was an interesting opportunity. If you can think back on kind of some major differences between a similar science, similar product, one's alcoholic and one's not. Were there any major plus sides to kombucha that having it not be alcohol and the flip side of that of why for you you wanted to be in this this alcohol space uh i i guess why do you want to be the devil Um, (laughs) (laughs) you know i had this guy walk past our overhead door the other day and go like um no rest for the wicked. Do like, oh. <laughs> you think that was a witch joke or an alcohol joke? <laughs> no. It's a common. It's a gag of witch joke. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I was just like, happy Monday. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's everything. There's so much good that does. We give so much. There's so much yeah. to like, if you don't, for me, it was like, if I didn't like force myself to like, just ask myself the question or try to play devil's advocate to like my own existence, yeah. you don't really have to cross it almost ever because especially in this version of alcohol, it is very wholesome and there is so much good yeah. that comes from it. I thought it was an interesting opportunity to think about. Uh, I guess I feel like cynical with where that makes my head go. But like, yeah. um, I think pretty much everything that I've ever made has very much felt like a luxury product. Mm-hmm. Um, and the kombucha that I was like involved with, uh, I would like very much to make it at Coven. Um, but I'm like bogged down and like, I need to do all this like paperwork for the health department Yeah, yeah, yeah. weirdly because it's now a food product instead yeah. of being like <laughs> yeah. an alcohol product. Yeah. Anyway. Um, cause I want to offer it as like a really cool non-alcoholic. Option. Totally. Um, but, uh, this place I was working there was like a lot of our sales language was very like, felt like pseudoscience health. Mm. Totally. Uh, and new agey kind of, I, 
And, and I, it was delicious and it was beautiful and people enjoyed it and they still do. And like, I make it at home and like, uh, it's something that I want to start doing again at my business. Like, yeah. I think there's real, like pleasant value to it. I don't think that it's medicine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I've probably been influenced a lot by like my doctor husband, but like it's, it's food. And I think food can be very like good for you and restorative in a lot of ways. But I think I just kind of like, well, it seems like you can say whatever the fuck you want about the food. Like as yeah. long as you don't, as long as you weave past certain things, you can make crazy it's claims that we could never and do yeah. gut health and beer. whatever. Oh. Yeah, and like Guinness was the last brewery that was able to capitalize. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been it's a barren you. land yeah. since then. Um, but uh, I, I think like that just didn't like super like I don't. Well, I don't know about. I, point of yours like i don't know about your it, there is fine about, print that says it's pro probiotic I don't, about, I don't know about your cans but my cans are probiotic like yeah. if we want to really like go down to that definition like i don't have a do you say that on your cans no oh, okay <laughs> as you said i was like oh maybe that's a good idea that i'm missing out. promotes microbiome diversity <laughs> yeah but like i don't filter you know so, well, so no right yeah, so it's the, probiotic the theory yeah. would effectively be the same right yes i mean uh, like or especially with a sour beer yeah probably because right? it's like the residual yeasts are like have B vitamins. And yeah, there's active skin. cultures. <laughs> uh, so th and there are. Yeah, like um, totally. Uh, it's far more probably than there is in a Chobani. <laughs> I was just going to say. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know I mean, yogurt. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Well, I don't know about gets a, it. I but. haven't done yogurt. Haven't yeah. done that yet. That'll <laughs> be my, my next project. Anyway, I, I keep getting you off track. Um, I'm sorry. I, I just, um, I think like health for me is like, if you, if you want to talk about being like, I, I think, what I like about alcohol as a maker is a lot of like the the creativity and the science. Mm -hmm. And then I also like that it brings people together and it's something delicious and like it's this cool experience that you get to like share with people in a lot of different yeah. ways. Um, and uh, that's where I always come home to when I, yeah. when I think and about that's those so things. Beautiful. That's, that's where I always come home to. Um, like that time in like health food, it it felt. It wasn't lying, but it was like being selective. Yeah, totally. Everything was all natural or what a handful of other like totally like terms that there was no restriction on using. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you could as long. I don't I don't know. Again, I'm kind of speaking out of my ass, but I feel like I know exactly the era you were taught. You're speaking. Yeah. Of, that and I like still very much exists today, but yeah. I think less so. And and with like the type of alcohol that we make. It it's like I'm not it's straightforward. I'm not lying to anybody. Like it yeah. It is a drug that we should respect, but it's also like like we're here to have fun and have a good time and like make something tasty and like celebrate things. Yeah. And that feels more straightforward than like, oh, this is gonna like cure your This will heal you. Yeah. <laughs> it's more yeah. I, I come up <laughs> in a weird way. It's it it almost sounds like it's in one way, one's more authentic than the other. And in some way I keep coming home to like an authenticity thing because Almost because it is a luxury product that yeah. this doesn't promote over you. You don't, like, this you don't isn't, need kombucha. Yeah, the, the, yeah, this thing is to like to enhance an experience in in whatever smaller doses at times to make a special experience even more special or things yeah, like for that sure. is where yeah. I, I tend to live. I'd imagine I, if you're binge drinking either of our breweries beer, 
You, you have bigger problems. To yeah. We're not going to be the factor that changes your decisions. You yeah. have, I don't know. No, I, but uh, really. And I, I certainly as we've, uh, just to, not to jump jump in, but clearly to jump in. Um, as we've grown, that question for me, it's because it's certainly something that hits my mind like a ton. Um, it got that cynic streak that yeah. you need to bat away, but it comes down to like, as the, the difference is as we've grown and even in some ways become a lot more accessible and you could argue like more vulnerable to misuse, I guess, sure. in whatever way it has coincided with us being a vehicle for more good in ways that aren't just through bringing people together necessarily mm-hmm. with just being, I guess, a more active community in the, in the broader sense. Yeah. Um, and that's that's been my like thing that yeah. that when I get to that it's like well you look at I don't know a million things you can look at yeah. but yeah the bare bones like you're kicking someone out of the brewery it's rough it's a yeah. it's gross it's never good to you're see that you just like that. drink some water yeah, yeah. just like fuck but any, anyway the one health yeah. food that is yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can say whatever you yeah. want about that water's good for you you do need that <laughs> yeah. ne- water never a bad choice <laughs> yeah. um but i just i just wanted to tee that up um i've been thinking about that somewhat lately but we I, land it go ahead sorry. oh i'm just kind of curious i just don't want to over kind of what i had mentioned in the beginning we're jumping ahead a little bit um but I'm sure the blanks will kind of get filled in, but you're still at a, at a, the, the, what I'm really curious about is the, the, the place that gets you to, to say, I want to do my own thing. Cause that's yeah. a thing that pretty much everyone thinks about at some point in their life. But the amount of people that do follow through with that, because so there's an endless amount of hoops you have to jump through and far more than you could even imagine it turns out usually and yes clearly that not uh and you no one is no one can even know what the hoops are because every time it's a very unique situation but yeah it's a unique state of mind to get to the point where you're doing it no matter what so i'm kind of curious specifically about the arc that gets you to to that point as you you um I won't say bo- I won't use Matt's term of bopped around, but uh, had experience in a diverse, um, yeah. ver- a variety of of places that seemed that you can kind of trace a little bit of all of them to what you're doing now. But for sure, certainly dancing gnome. But like you said and set off Mike that it seems like the cidery was was one of those stops that really started to yeah. form that outcome. Yeah. So uh, after kombucha, I worked at this hard cidery. Um, that uh, is how I know Zach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Who also started his own thing. Yeah. Just throwing that out. Well, I think it's it's coming to the whole crew in some fashion mm-hmm. um, eventually. But for better and for worse, um, there was like the small group of people that we were all like pretty young and running that company for a little while. Um, and uh, we did everything. Like we made made the cider and we like did like managed tasting room and like did special events and like did distro sales and had like a couple states worth of distribution and we packaged everything and um we're a really small team that's kind of been like i think another thread of things that i've done is it's always been like a few people doing everything Yeah, yeah um but that time there was a lot of like well like the bills need to be paid and you want to make this really beautiful like mixed fermentation cider like we bought all local fruit everything that came into our product was like from like I forget the exact number but it was somewhere between like 150 and 100 miles of wow. that location 
and we would like say that um because it was i mean it was true uh but also lucky because like we lived really close to uh lancaster and adams county it was like right over the border in maryland which is this big fruit growing like apple growing region so we had access to like kind of any fruit that you could want we just like call up the orchard and be like okay we're gonna get like Mm, this big delivery of like um esoteric apples (laughs) (laughs) uh so it, it was it was definitely like part of the idea but like it wasn't uh, a, a big feat to be sourcing locally yeah maybe yep. then i think what has kind of been funny to me like eventually obviously later i moved into like making clean beer yeah but to a degree mixed fermentation especially when you're not making wort is really easy like you just kind of like you press your fruit put it in the barrel do like just sort of like come back later uh, <laughs> yeah. and like and then there's more to it of like blending and packaging and all that but like we sort of like as a little team like really took all the cider that we made there from like ideas through to seeing them into the marketplace and like hosting people for service yeah. and um and there wasn't really like a lot of leadership or direction coming to us from the owner of the company who most of the time wasn't even like around yeah like he just was straight up like not in the state or wouldn't answer the phone. And so it was sort of like, well, like it was like us and the accountant just being like, okay, what are we going to do today? Yeah. Um, and he clearly uh, planned it that way. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, business like, 101. It, it, yeah. <laughs> but in seriousness, uh, in especially in retrospect seriousness, like what a beautiful opportunity oh, to yeah, you for know, sure. shape your did, perspective. Did it feel that way at the time? It like, felt just like crazy. Yeah, uh, and it was, which is like also how I feel now. Yeah, um, but uh, <laughs> crazy. But like it, it like it felt good. It were, like it was cool to see. Like you made this decision and you went for it, and then like mm. you pulled off the the product that was in your head. Yeah, yeah like totally. uh, like you, it tasted the way you wanted it to taste. Yeah. or um, to t- like we uh pretty much everything was blended there so like we would do these big blending days um and uh for me personally at the time i had like really bad allergies i got like allergy shot therapy because like there'd be days i'd go into a blending day and i couldn't smell tough to and, tough. uh and so like uh for me that time like i worked really hard on like not like i'm some great taster or something but like i worked really hard to develop a sensory vocabulary because it was so frustrating to me mm, when mm. I like didn't have one. Mm-hmm. Matt needs uh, to get an allergy. <laughs> <laughs> Just a, Cats. a, a yeah. yeah, a shot a day for three cats. years. It'll yeah. really change your life outlook on life. Yeah. I think that process of like making stuff, packaging it, like I did our Instagram for a while. Like, like we just, it was like on you to like totally. yeah. make it work. Uh, and, and after that, I like I knew I didn't know what exactly but I knew like I can't go back from that yeah like I liked it yep yeah my job it was far and I to this is um it was clearly far 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 more organized by my bot but my job right before the brewery I worked up for about two years at a bar in town that was like between college and and even my college job was a restaurant kind of without a and I hearing you say that now makes me kind of realize I think 
inadvertently how much that prepared me mm-hmm. and even made me yeah addiction is, is obviously a more serious word but crave i think yeah the chaos a little bit that you're gonna get a whole lot of chaos when you start your own thing um and so yeah but, I don't you, can, mean to, but you can do something about it yes like like, like you, you have like your if there's like right exactly and that's the the difference between you're in a chaotic like leaderless place but you don't have any power yeah. is you're totally right is a very different situation yeah. that can repel you from that forever but anyway i'm kind of kind of rambling i want to bop through that however clumsily in in one second because i chaos, think dude but it, it's, Do whatever the, it's you want. the if if somebody gives you that freedom whether that's freedom from like a lack of preparation or a lack of presence or whatever it is freedom from england <laughs> when you which we've we've gotten yeah. and we've done a lot with it we can take this all the way but tr- when you there's an element of risk and having to put yourself out there that that comes with the unknown of not having somebody tell you what to do and you talked about that feeling of taking what was in your head you're scared that it's not going to resonate you take it all the way to the end and then that feeling when it does do well must feel incredibly well yeah so if somebody is giving you the Okay, you're going to come in on this day and you're going to brew this and then we're going to package it this way and the artwork is going to look like this and we're going to put it on the Instagram with this copy and you're kind of just doing the the cogs in the wheel without a lot of freedom. But I think maybe the most important thing without a lot of So I tried that. A lot of but without a lot of risk, without a lot of fear of how it's going to come out, without a lot of any of those feelings, if that end result is good, I don't think you get that same feeling you get when you have had to kind of go out there in fear of it all being bad. Do you know what I mean? I'm, tr- I'm trying For to... For sure. It, well, uh, so... What the, is the part that what, makes what one you, so much what, different than what the you other? Ju- it's yours. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, fully yours. What you just described is like my job before Coven. Yeah. Um, Which was great because like I think there I learned consistency in a way that I never had to practice anywhere else it was always just like we make whatever we want to make uh and like making like i'm i'm super grateful for that time because like uh making the same beer every like couple weeks like um their flagship i don't know about right now but like when i left they were doing it like every two weeks um so it wasn't like every day you were brewing the same thing but you were brewing a lot of the same things like in rotation and uh i also was there when they grew from like a 10 barrel to a 20 barrel system. So got to kind of like help transition some yeah. of those brands to like bigger scale, different equipment while keeping the consistency. Totally. Uh, yeah. We, we made that exact same trans and that's a very critical time. Yeah. Um, Cause also you have so much more that you're trying to put into the marketplace. So that's the exactly wrong time for it to like change. Falter. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Uh, so, um, I think like, I am very glad that like, I worked a lot on like our yeast health while I was there of like really dialing down on like, like our, our cropping and our cellar work. And like, uh, we did a lot of like, um, like cellar experimentation and all of that was really great for me to like learn like consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but or or in like just if you how to like hit your targets yep. of uh you know you have this thing in your head you want it to turn out great yeah um how do you 
do your best to make sure you're going to get there, not just like hope for the best. Yeah. Um, but then at the end of the day, it's like I I I knew what it was like to feel like I I could come up with a thing. Yeah. And and I could make it happen and see it through and like. Um, it's hard to put that genie back in the bottle once you feel that feeling. Yeah. Uh, and like I am not making like categorically different styles of beer, but there are some things that I wanted to make that just weren't part of that program. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I think that like that just started to kind of like get to me after a little while. Um, and, uh, my business partner, Trevor, um, also worked there front of house. Yeah. Um, and we had become friends and were so like kind of how coven came about is uh we had started talking about opening our own brewery but it was in like a kind of like abstract space yeah. in a way yeah um like i think we both knew we could but we were like i don't know where the money comes from i don't know like <laughs> what we can afford uh and um something that I'm not, I don't feel like this is fully realized for me yet and probably will take a long time, but, uh, something that appeals to me about beer and always has is it can be anything. Like I can work with fruit and grapes and spice and different yeast strains and different processes and like buy local. Um, and those are all very much like longer term goals. Cause right now, like I'm making things that I think are like kind of easy hits yeah um, for the yeah. marketplace is is my goal yeah, yeah. it's like right now like so but i'll cycle back to that maybe but um there's potential to like do it all yeah, yeah uh in a way that i think the other markets seem more restrictive mm -hmm. like i've never worked in wine but like i know people who do and have and uh like cider seems like a hard place yeah. to live yeah um kombucha even harder yeah yeah. Yep. um but like in in beer like all those creative things that i'm interested in there's no there's you can no literally box. make beer with those things doesn't work the other way around correct yeah, yeah. uh and i like making beer also like i'm not like trying no, to totally. like but but it's the biggest canvas and i've yeah i think i didn't consciously think about that is why i found it or whatever but as I got more into it and at the places where you might be like, oh, I want to start fermenting this now. Sure. It was you can. that. It yeah. was that that was like, meh. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like this is the biggest sandbox to be working in yeah. anyway. So, uh, yeah, it's it's just interesting you say that, especially because it came from, you know, doing two of those three things yeah. uh, firsthand. Um, but yeah, I a, make anyway. What do you say? I want to make sake. Really? Uh, but I'm it, like, anyway. Um, well, some, no, someday, but uh, is that, this seems like a good place to bring it to that thing at the beginning where we've had the conversation on here a few times about the difference is brewing an art is brewing a science and Noah's kind of gone a couple different ways over the years with call that. Call me John Kerry, dude. <laughs> with that conversation. Um, but where does, in that part of the conversation, can you see looking back on it now with more time where that does pull on the same strings? that art school that oh, your yeah. initial yeah. drive to want to be creative pulls on and and can you talk about some of that what how you view it as an art 
or if you do i don't no. know um i i do i i very much think of it like making liquid as my art but then i think i get really like self-conscious about that statement i'm like oh no like it's i'm not trying to you, like, you have to hedge it yeah yeah um because uh i guess i don't feel like always super i don't feel confident in any of the things that i make like i make something and i'm like like three weeks later i'm like oh that's okay um <laughs> i can't relate to that uh, <laughs> and it's like hard for me to like i really like making them and i like thinking of the ideas and then like seeing it through and then like i'll basically like have one after like it's in the can and i'm like okay it's what i thought it was going to be and then i need like distance before i can like enjoy it noah very much talks about the same thing or almost any perma distance no matter how much distance <laughs> there might not be enough distance to get to the place where no my you can't battle enjoy has it. completely been like like to for, to right now I can drink our beer in the right context where I, I won't be inclined to overthink it, but those those frankly are few and far between. There has to be a lot going on for me to be in the place where I'm not going to be like, fuck, like this is whatever. Um, and I, I don't know. It's it's definitely become almost like a neuroses of, to a degree of where it, yeah, there's anxiety for me to think about it. Yeah. Um, with all this said, I obviously taste our... I drink oh, our yeah, own beer. Oh yeah, I drink it all the time. But like, I like, like QC, like you got yeah, yeah, but I, I, it. There's few beers of ours that I. There's no beer that I could do it every night to take home and drink every night. I can do any one of them on any given night, but the more I expose myself to it, the more I'm like, this fucking sucks for these reasons that are not the perspective of who's buying the beer in the first place. So it's so, a toxic cycle. Yeah, like, uh, Jake is, like, gives me such a hard time about, like, I'll be like, oh, well, this, like, dry hop wasn't quite perfect, and, like, this, like, thing isn't this. And he's like, nobody's thinking about this. And I'm like, oh, I am. Yeah. Um, More uh, than anyone. <laughs> and I can't, and I can't, I can't access that place anymore, what it's like to be, like, just, I can mindlessly enjoy like celebration and just be like this is fucking great um or you'd yang. probably be pissed if you made it though or like yangling uh so i let's say i worked at a place where we tried that and it was not as good yeah um I, it, like what's the point yeah yeah uh, yeah i'm i've tried to make Terra's bubble like eight times sucks every time <laughs> <laughs> sucks as a Terra's bulba ish beer like yeah. it's like a fine beer but don't mention that this was supposed to be this. <laughs> yeah. Was it like a like I don't know. Uh I guess I kind of feel like why can't fuck with the classic. Like just let it. It's let, a classic it, for a reason. Yeah. Don't touch it. Yeah. Let it be. Um uh I don't know. I think I'm um it feels like pretentious to say that it's like my art, but it is and I felt the same way about making art. It's like nothing was ever it was like, I could like kind of be like, I'm really proud of this. And if I did it again, I would fuck with all this different stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Which is, I think what keeps me in it is like, if you ever, if you reach the end, then do you be done? I, I think for me, what I came to be like, there's certainly, I feel like a, a very 
a very artistic perspective to to or there there can't there's a whole lot of room for an artistic perspective to be brought and put on to the medium if you want to call it that a beer to me i guess the the repetition thing i didn't i've never trained as an artist and wouldn't call myself one in in anything versus a, uh someone that hones a craft i guess mm-hmm. to me the difference was the repetition of art oftentimes especially the way you're describing it as a finite thing where you're not going to try to make it again to improve it at least in most but i don't know i like i this is very much coming from someone that hasn't which beer is the opposite where at least it has been for me i entirely uh a subjective thing but it's like that beer was the was the definition of honing for me and i Mm. really got really loved that like the minutia tweaks but anyway again i keep going off but it it's an interesting conversation to have with you in particular like who literally was with an art i I guess i don't i don't know if i i meant it quite like that it's interesting so like uh i am not like good at yoga but i do like i do yoga a lot and i kind of think about like legitimately like i think about like brewing a recipe or like a technique is like working on your headstand like some days you nail it most of the time you don't. Um, most of the time it's like pretty good. And then sometimes you just totally bomb. And there's a spectrum there of like practice where the average hopefully goes goes up yeah, over time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like it but it's it's always practice. At least uh, I wouldn't me personally, I wouldn't think That's about That's what I want to. I wasn't trying to inflict my perspective no, on No, but like um, I wouldn't think about being an artist as a, a series of one-offs. Totally. Because you know they like paint one day, then draw the next, and sculpt one day. I guess what I, I meant by that is artists don't have 150,000 empty cans of the same thing that's supposed to be art ready to go and ready to be filled in my head. Sure, but they're... I, I they're like, like known... To, sorry. They're, uh, just... Uh, all I all I kind of meant is like art education, and then like at least the way that like mm-hmm. I always function like we still know our um we uh, Trevor and I Trevor uh, went to art school for illustration, um and we both do uh mostly he does them but we both do our cam labels and mm-hmm. like I think it um feels uh like if we are up against a deadline not relaxing but like sometimes it's like quite nice to just like make a collage yeah uh and uh at least for me so i started like my art college degree of like i started with collage then i got really into book arts then i got really into like installation sculpture and making videos and it was kind of like all the same thing of like layering different ingredients pulled from different places and it just kind of became more and more 3d yeah uh but um like it is how i think of it and i i feel uncomfortable like saying it out loud i i and that's i i frankly hoped you maybe thought that because i i i it's a thing i genuinely like to talk about um and even i guess the i I don't know the difference between art and craft and Mm -hmm. and all that but they they're 
whenever I do talk about it, I realize it's a more and more there's, line. there's yeah. it's such a blurry line. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but to maybe switch it into less, less blurry ish territory. Um, and the thing I keep going back to of just the, the expectations versus reality, I guess, of what it truly feels like to be, um, not fully on your own, but in a very small boat when it, when it comes to responsible for a business entirely with, with you and, and Trevor as the, the yeah. Owners. Uh, so we, um, this opportunity came up to purchase a, a brewery that was, um, the folks who own it were looking to retire. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, they kind of wanted to sell their equipment and, help someone take over their lease and just kind of like move towards like not operating that space anymore. And, uh, and it's like five minutes away from dancing gnome. Um, just like, as in we, we knew the location we'd been there. It was like, uh, we were both were like in the city. Um, we had been having some initial conversations about like starting our own project and this opportunity came up and we're just like, well, Let's just like try. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, we will learn a ton that we'll use if we are going to keep pursuing this path. Um, and, and to be clear there, when you say try, you kind of mean try getting into the space and yes. going through the stuff of just yeah. establishing if you even could get to the point where then you can operate the business, you mean? Yes. Yeah. So like we didn't have a business plan. Yeah. We like from like last July uh until i think we signed like signed the lease like signed a a partnership agreement and like quit our jobs in like a a morning yeah wow um and uh a lot of coffee <laughs> <laughs> and uh like that and that was like late october so for those few months we just were like well let's see if we can open a brewery yeah um and then after that um that until we moved in in february uh we were like okay so like we just raised the money that we needed for this and like signed all the paperwork and we're doing it let's uh come up with like a production schedule and a brand and like yeah now uh, now we gotta do it yeah um and shit that happened so fast yeah wow wow Um, and then uh so we like just now is a year from us signing that yeah lease which came into effect in february did you yeah, say we, february and then we opened in april um busy spring <laughs> uh so when i was like i worked in two days <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. um uh it has been really hard um but also like there's no choice but to just do it so had some like meltdowns along the way i've been just been like this is really hard oh yeah um but uh i when i can like step outside of myself i am really proud of the beer and um we have been providing like a nice space for a lot of like we have a lot of we have like regulars which is cool Yeah, yeah, yeah and i always feel super grateful for them because i'm just like they come back yeah um uh, so that feels really good. And, um, the, like the space we moved into was fairly like 
DIY brewery before us. So like my mash tun is a dairy tank uh, and everything is a cart pump. Um, so like I'm moving hoses around all day. And the craziest thing is probably that I don't have a hot liquor tank. So um, you have to use a kettle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then I heard I was just talking with uh, Sniff the other day. I, I I don't know if they still do it, but I know Jester King was like that for seemingly far too long. It's not as bad as I as I thought it was going to be. It must not be a vape. Um, we're just like, no, we're not going to get this tank. Yeah, it's just kind of like busy. So yeah. like, uh, like I heat all my water in the kettle. Uh, strike out of there to the mash tun while I'm resting I move all of uh, my sparge water into the fermenter that I'm going to end up in that was my one question yeah. is where the, the sparge water yeah go. yeah and then and then the tanks are jacketed so it stays hot uh-huh and it's above pasteurization temp so yeah into a sanding tank I'm not really worried about sure. it uh and then weirdly I use my I only have one pump so I use my air compressor to push to sparge nice um, nice because who cares about uh, obviously already has plenty of oxygen in it uh and then at the end of knockout i like kind of bust ass to clean out my ton while i'm boiling so that i recollect into the mash ton for, for the knockout water oh right right so i would figure it goes without saying but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of room for double brews no, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that would really work um, out. I have a, I do have one tank that's like double capacity, but I basically just do it the next day. Yeah. 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 Um, that's super interesting. And um, I, we didn't come up in the same way, but we entered an existing brewery. It was really just in like uh, the boiler and stuff was what made it good. But we had a, a very old school guy because I, I had done nothing, but I had not worked in production at all. Um a very old school guy who set us up. He he told us to get an HLT, but other than that, carts, good hoses, advice. Good advice. Yeah, 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 that was good advice for sure. <laughs> but beyond that, the the just the the moving of hoses, if nothing else, was what defined the original. We had this cart that would always break, where you just lay all the hoses over, and then <laughs> yeah, the pumps. And so I, I, for the most part, I can really accept that kink in the uh, yeah. The thing. It's the whole day is like when people come, I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna spend like a half hour just like moving all the hoses around. <laughs> uh. Um, let me ask you, especially since it, from the sounds of it, is a a very labor intensive on on you environment. Um, a thing it it doesn't matter as much, at least here, because I'm not I'm not like working on the floor five days a week here. Um. But in the early days when I was do like doing everything to a de- or almost everything to a degree, and friends who only mean well would come by and just chill. Yeah. And it would drive me nuts. But there was you nothing down. you can really say. But it's like I wouldn't fucking I'm not gonna come to the pharmacy you work at <laughs> I just, and like, just be post there? up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh has, what, has that been a is that a, the blood pressure stuff? What do you yeah. got there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, has that been a, a thorn in your side at all? Today? Are they doing two a days or yeah. one a day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, uh, yeah. Yeah. I so we don't have a window to nice. um well the brew house. Uh, which I think probably would be like nice as a uh, guest experience. Yeah. Um, but functionally, I'm our only production employee. Yeah. On a seven barrel brew house, 
and um i could not accomplish everything if like people were around yeah so like my trevor does a good job at being a doorman yeah Yeah. fielding the fielding the friends yes um and uh i think like my closest friends will sometimes walk into the like those like coming through the back door but they uh like for the most part the people i'm closest with like are pretty like production affiliated so i can be like hey go away yeah um or even if you're just close with them in general it's easier to have it's usually like oh a guy from high school i haven't seen yeah. in well, it's harder to be like get the fuck out of here yeah. and it helps that i'm not from pittsburgh so yeah. like, okay. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like i'm not originally from there so like uh all like i i have a lot of friends that i love that a lot of them are like production people that i can just be like i need you to go away yeah um or they know where to stand yeah like they yeah. like like and if they're a really good friend they'll jump on the canning line with you yeah so uh it that's like it's more i totally know what you're talking about it's like people who like i actually don't know yeah and yeah and it's such a horrible thing to complain about oh in the yeah first place. Like, people people, people like are fucking me. excited for me yeah, yeah. and they want to say hi <laughs> yeah. um but it is it, there's it no is. way around it gets in the way yeah it can very much put a huge wrench in what uh, is already but a like, humongous they play. come in like sandals and i'm like bust in like a hot cip and i'm just like hey yeah. like can like watch your feet yeah um yeah. <laughs> but uh i think that having a brew house where you can't i can cl- like close the door helps yeah. with that which like sometimes makes me feel like kind of isolated but i can get more work done so pros and cons but yeah, yeah. yeah. moving here was uh just for the future for what it's worth like i was way more it was a little tough at the beginning when people were, because it was a new spot, like this was just a derelict place. So people were excited to even have a reason to come in this area in general. But so there's a lot at the beginning, but I thought like being so massively exposed would be like a death sentence for my mental well being. And it really, even in Milo, like mm-hmm. there's a few people, a few. you know, that will come. But even, uh, yeah, at the end, of, whatever. Um, I do want to, I'm, this is a little bit, but there's, it seems to be a Pittsburgh thing that I don't quite understand. What is yin's? Um, in, it's yeah. in the, it's in the, it's in the, yeah, t- the, the bio yeah. is that it's, that has to be a Pittsburgh thing uh, or no. So Trevor is from Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, and yin's is like saying like y'all. Oh, that's, I uh, thought it was it like use. Yeah. Uh, do you know? Which, uh, y- where does Yuin's? John come from? Dude? Yeah. Yeah. Yuin's maybe. Um, uh, the thing I think is a little weird about it is like people still say like yin's guys in a way. Oh, that, I have heard that before. Uh, I've heard in a yeah. way that I'm kind of like, isn't isn't yin supposed to be the shortener? <laughs> you could say you, <laughs> uh, but maybe that's just like I I'm a I'm a y'all. Yeah. Um, He's a budding y'all. You know, so, oh, yeah. it's a very inclusive I've, word. Well, yeah. that's I'm looking for in, in email speak. I've been looking for it because I was a guy's big I time. Prefer, yeah. Hi, team. I'm a huge guy. Really uh, and, and then so it come, goes on. I do. I I say guys to females all the time and I'm trying to update and be more inclusive. 
but so I've been looking for my email word and so I hate, y'all is perfect. I, I don't, I, there's something in certain, it lacks, a, it doesn't lack a professionalism. I, I think it just doesn't fit with like my brand of a Southern appropriation. Yeah. There's something about it that <laughs> Very doesn't anti- work for me. <laughs> see, Maryland, uh, I'm like grew up in Maryland. So like you can claim just dancing on the Mason Dixon. Yeah, you, you can claim either. You can be like, you can be like, I'm Southern except when you don't want to be Southern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Maryland, I'm, I'm not Southern. that Southern. Yeah. I can say y'all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Exactly. Um, um, and, uh, the name itself, um, was a, a huge interest to me cause it, it, I don't know. I just thought it was a great name and just great sort of aesthetic um, that it it seems to be sort of alluded to in in some of the beers, yeah. some of the events. But it it you're not like we're a witch brewery. <laughs> it um, doesn't look and, strong. And I mean that throughout. very very uh, um, very sincerely. Like cause yeah. it can be easy to hammer certain things into the ground to a, a fault. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know. There's just an allure is, is how it struck me. So I'm curious of, that, especially when it was rapid, how were you came that up with that? I think is, uh, what we wanted is, um, Nailed it one month. Uh, <laughs> Did it. <laughs> uh, Trevor and I each had a name of like, if we ever opened our brewery, I would call it this. And we both hated each other's. Uh-huh. Um, I heard you talk about this on a podcast. Can you say what they are? Uh, I, listening to the pod, I was like, without the, uh, Without the words, I was so like. If um, I didn't have a brother, I'd be seat. so fucked. <laughs> Mine was Fairhaven. Uh, uh. It's which is uh, the name of this neighborhood that I lived in in Maryland for a little while. Um, yeah. uh, it's right on the Chesapeake Bay, and we lived in this house that was like up on a hill, like looking over the Chesapeake Bay, and it literally is like a little like cove. Yeah. And so like it's just like it's quite literal there. It's like a nice place to park the boat. Yeah. Um, uh, but, um, it's like where I learned to homebrew was my first garden. Yeah, it yeah. like was very like nostalgic for me. And, uh, I think over time I would like to get more into like, like a agriculturally based beers yeah. where like I'm sourcing more locally and I'm like working with some seasonal stuff and like buying like, local fruit to make things out of. So uh, Fairhaven for me just kind of was like a, a very a lot of sense that. of place. Yeah. And and like very nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. I think Trevor's was nuh-uh, but like without any vowels, it was like NVH. I'm not Sounds sure. Sounds like a great guy, but that's tough. Um, <laughs> that I'm, not, tough. I'm not I'm not positive about that. <laughs> I like blacked it out maybe, but uh, I think what we both wanted was like kind of like something that could be like a singular word totally um and uh coven was his idea and it just we never wanted to lean into being the witch brewery mm-hmm. um <laughs> seems uh, like a short shelf life yeah on that uh, like to, and sometimes people be like where's all the witch shit and we're, <laughs> and we're like are you serious like is that really what you want <laughs> um but uh we did like that it just kind of feels yeah like something a little bit different totally well, no yeah. i i yeah that's exactly how it struck me and God, God Almighty, is it harder to do that every day to have yeah, to make yeah, when, anything that feels a little bit different, especially yeah, in, yeah. The, in the beer space. And then, and like uh, the the slight connotation of like it being a, a gathering place and yeah. it being like slightly female, like 
all of those things are positives. Yeah, without so, saying any of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. It was fun just real listening to you guy to to y'all <laughs> talk about that. Um, but we had had we had talked to Tommy Kennedy from Holmes okay. in Michigan. So first of all, big fan of the five. Yeah. The five letter names he talked so just a succinct word. And there's one yeah. letter in the middle, and then you got symmetry yeah. on each side. But he had talked about that. But three he had, kids, all five letter names. Yeah, he had said this thing in the podcast about him and his business partner. Um, this idea of we need to get really good at fighting with each other really fast. And I'd never heard anybody kind of phrase. There's stuff about clarity, and you know, you need to set all this stuff that makes sense. But just using that sentence, we need to get good at fighting with yeah. each other, really stuck with me, and I've been trying to explore it more and think about it since but then as i'm kind of going through that over the last two weeks was listening to y'all talk about the the inception of that name oh that was a natural y'all that's very natural yeah that was a good one but really true you like oh i hated your name i hated your name and this kind of work through it 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 struck me as an embodiment of of what he had said and if nothing else props for it and it bodes very well as as business partners i was of that whole interview that I was really taken aback by that and thought that that was awesome. The kind of the frankness and clarity with which y'all were able to talk about that. That one was less natural. Yeah, okay. definitely. A pad, <laughs> a pad on. That's um, what I got for yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, how, how do you, and the question in that is um, how do you relate to that statement of being, being good at fighting with your business partner? Yeah. Uh, it is. I don't know exactly what I mean by this, but, um, m- most people assume that if I say my husband, they think that that's my business partner. And if I say my partner, <laughs> meaning Trevor, they think that we're married. Um, and it's kind of been, uh, I, I don't, I'm not like upset by it. It like, it just is like every now and then me and Trevor will be like, yeah, we're just business partners, dog. Like, uh, like, like our our delivery guys will be like, "Oh, I brought something for your sweetie." And I'm like, "Who are you talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that's because you're female? Yeah, or, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and uh, it's also like I know many couples who, like, they are couples, and then the woman is like the front of house or like mm-hmm. the HR or which like. I know a lot of those people and they're uh, Trevor is essential to the company. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it is kind of like a weird layer uh, that I don't, I don't know anyone personally who like, I know of people, but like, I don't know anyone personally who like is the same setup. Um, anyway, sure. uh, I think um, what I very much appreciate about having like, maybe this is to say like, a business partner that isn't my life partner sure um is that we can like we both want the business to succeed and we're in business together because like we kind of like have a lot of similar goals we fight about all sorts of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. but it's not like an angry fight it's not like i'm sure. i'm mad at you or i don't like you or like whatever it's not emotional yeah um it's well, most of the time um but like i want to try this new beer i think we should take this direction i think we should spend money on that like yeah. um and 
Uh, and that's what I mean. It seemed not to interrupt, but it seemed with such a clarity of I have a name that that is romantic to me of being up on the hill that I've wanted to name my brewery after forever. I have a name. It's going to be hard to stand on really strongly because it's. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I have a name that I feel passionate about, and I've told myself all these stories and had sure. all these dreams yeah, yeah. about it. And when you guys bring that to each other, it's like cool. So we can't do either of these names. <laughs> like, let's yeah. go find a new one. That's that's totally. incredibly effective and clean. And what you're saying, although of course is amazing, it's so much easier said than done because without things being spoken over time, one side of that equation or both sides will. Say, yeah, okay, this fight is not emotional, but hold on to that one little part of it. And then that one little part yeah. of it becomes a second part of it. And 10 years later, eight years later, I guess whatever I... it might be, you have the unspoken that has become what makes it hard for people to continue to be business partners. Yeah. Um, what makes it easy, to, I guess, the to make the question very pointed, what makes it easy to not be emotional and just be business decisions without that getting into play well um i i hear that uh i'm not gonna say it has no emotion um it's but, hard uh i th i guess like i don't even know that we like super intentionally like develop this kind of relationship but at least speaking for myself like i i pretty much say exactly what i feel and like why i want to do something or why i'm scared of something mm -hmm. and and i feel like i get that back from trevor of like here's why i want to make like these products or here's why i want to take like this business direction or here uh, like i i just can say without feeling afraid that uh it's gonna be like i can put myself out there with him of mm -hmm. like like here's what i think yeah we should do or here's why I'm scared. Um, or here's why I'm excited. And then if there's a point of disagree, and he does, I feel like he does the same thing with me yep. of like, and that it isn't like a, a smooth, like this is just business conversation always. Like yep. sometimes that's a hard talk, but like I can say it and then we can be like, all right, well, what's important about that? Yeah. Or like, uh, or maybe sometimes we like after getting it all out, decide, that we're going to go largely with what one person wants over what the other person wanted. And then we both are just kind of like, all right, I'm going to like, you're passionate about this. Like we both have good intentions and we trust each other and we want ultimately like to succeed and like take care of our people and have fun and make good product and like, like put something nice into the world we yeah. want those same things so if one of us thinks that like this is the path that's going to get us to that like i don't feel resentful of being like i didn't like win because you know it's in pursuit of the same thing yeah. yeah and like i trust that you want the same thing so yeah. like if you're saying we should do x and i'm saying we should do y and like you're really digging it on x and i'm like half kind of committed to y then like I'll give it a shot because like both trying to get to Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I it's great that you have that understanding now because that took me a really long time. Of course, I always knew that, but my relationship with my brother would got like so tenuous for a while, um, mostly from just forgetting that 
ultimate fact. Like yeah. we both fucking got here and we're continuing to do this because we ultimately both want the same thing. We have very different tastes and ideas on how to get there, but we wouldn't be getting there if both ideas were not constantly coming in contact with each other and, and morphing mm-hmm. into uh, would you is there is there a clean way to to differentiate like where your sensibilities generally lie um i think trevor's really good for me because he always is like what if we did these crazy things and then i'm kind of like oh, i don't know like, like i can't pull that off that's so much work like i don't want to i don't i don't like uh, then I'm thinking about like the mechanics of whatever like it would take to uh, like, the, pull off yeah. the thing. Um, Gas and brakes, you might say. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm the brakes. I'm a breaker too. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm a gas man. Yeah. <laughs> and but the I, world needs all of them. Yeah, yeah the world but, needs but I, I, I appreciate that because it, it pushes me a lot more than totally. I would push myself. Totally. And yeah, I think about the brewery sometimes with the the abyss of not having pete there and i don't like it i don't like yeah. to ultimately that vision and i really don't like the vision of pete having a brewery without me <laughs> to rein it in Just a little like, bit that's a lot yeah, yeah yeah that would be a lot more seltzer than than we've done <laughs> uh for sure um uh, Same. Yeah. <laughs> um let me ask you just a pretty blunt question um in broad strokes, would you would you try to deter a, a friend that asked you was trying to start a brewery? Would you, what would you say? And even a good candidate for this, you know, not not someone that absolutely should not be doing it, but someone that on paper is a good candidate. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, and admittedly, it's so contextual because, uh, of course, it would depend on so many things. I mean, like, there, there's like someone really specific that I'm thinking of right now. I don't know. Um, I think like, I think there's still space in the market. Um, I we have not, um, we haven't pursued like some really. I don't. I don't know how to say this. It feels like I, I don't want to be like, I'm not being rude with this, like gimmicky niche. Um, mm-hmm. As in like, I'm not. I live on that pedestal. The, anti, so don't worry about it. The, like, like. Um, it's been set on you. Yeah. <laughs> I think if uh, like you could put all your marketing energy into like, I'm the brown ale brewery. And like. And, and you want to live and die, I don't know, I just, but like, live and die in a brown hair. <laughs> yeah. Um, then it somehow feels like easier to pursue that in some way right now because you don't have to, like, when people were like, we are opening on a very short timeline. Um, but That's the shortest timeline I've, I've ever, ever heard. heard. Yeah. Uh, well, because it was already built. And like, sure, sure. And Still, that's crazy. We you didn't, guys pulled uh, that off. I think we, definitely still feel feel a little better now um uh maybe later i'll tell you about how our glycol chiller also broke on our opening weekend oh so that was exciting yeah um but uh i think we sometimes like look at each other and we're like should we just have waited until like we had a, a more fully fleshed out business plan and a bank loan and like a different equipment and like like i think we kind of like 
can't harbor too much doubt because we're where we are now. So that's not super productive. Yeah. yeah, Um, But I think we also like sometimes are a little bit like, was this too soon? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And then like, who cares? Cause we're doing it now. So like, what's the point in dwelling in that space? But um, I think it, we got asked just, you know, media questions of like, uh, what's going to be different about your brewery? And we were like, like the real answer is like, I don't know, like not, not like I, I really like making beer and we like come up with creative ideas and we love sharing that with people and like doing good service. And like, this is just the thing that we love. So like, as far as being different, like, I don't have a like soundbite for you of like, well, we only make brown ales um that would be different uh well right and so like but like so i think that like that would provide like a differentiation in the market in mm-hmm. a way where you could say like we're living and dying on this yeah, yeah yeah um that i don't have where i'm just like well i just want to like try really hard to make cool stuff and like give people a really nice time um i think that's the point that isn't in any soundbite, but that is, there's, we opened, I remember specifically in our business plan, there was 1600 breweries and we didn't open that long ago. We're not yeah. even a decade old. Um, there's 9,000 now. I don't need, I literally don't even know, but it all comes down to like the room to be making profoundly unique beer tough. Um, making profoundly good beer still very much on the table but the environment that that is the differentiation because i remember being asked that question um like in the early days too and even then i seems as hard so it would seem just as hard and i think like as looking back at it now it is it's all the things that aren't the beer (laughs) for for better or worse that is what your finger the certainly the the fingerprint should damn well be on the beer and that's like an integral part of the whole thing but um yeah just very interesting you say that because it brought up uh, memories of having that same thing like we'll make interesting ipas (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh totally yeah totally so maybe is that is kind of what i'm taking from that yeah. Yeah. I think I I would answer the same uh, way. Yeah. I mean, I think like if if you want it, fine. Don't let anybody tell you no. But um, I don't think it's like I would not tell someone that it's like, oh yeah, easy, like print money. Yeah. Like uh, I think the things that last the longest aren't 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 easy, and the things that are the shortest tend to be easy. That's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um what for sort of um you know you're not quite a, a three quarters of a year or so so into things. What what do you see the next year looking like at least in comparison maybe to the the nearly year that's passed? Uh so I I think I am looking forward in a way to the winter kind of being like a time for us to sort of like um we're not ahead of like planning at all like we're very much like 
okay, here's our next like month and we gotta like order all of our ingredients and like get everything done right now and like um it's it feels like calmer than the very beginning, but um I would like to kind of like feel like I'm having like a plan. Uh and also um our tap room is teeny tiny. It's like twenty six seats. Um but we have uh we can like kind of triple that with our outside licensed area. Still isn't huge, but like for the size that we are, it's funny. And like, um, we are in like a really nice foot traffic, like lots of dining uh, destination neighborhood. So um, next year, I'd like to use the winter to kind of really think about how like we can provide like a better experience to people next spring. Um, and, uh, I think that I'm not, I'm definitely not at like full production capacity of what the equipment just that we have on hand. Um, I don't know how much I can, more I can do like as a party of one, Yes, Um, but, um, but I think that like, and HLT would basically be a second employee. Yeah. (laughs) So that's value. Um, but, uh, I am, hopeful that like we can kind of like deepen um providing a nice experience to people and also use that as a way to like kind of increase some of our production volume and also use that as a way to like bring on a little bit more of a team yeah um and then kind of like uh right now i'm pretty focused on like um hazy ipas uh fruited sours i've been doing like this kind of like sort of cocktail inspired series um my husband is like his hobby is being like a tiki mixologist nice uh he would n- hedge that statement like a lot yeah. but like he has this like <laughs> but there's a lot of trouble but he makes these like really awesome drinks um and we have like uh pretty great to have your par- your significant other have that as their yeah. hobby and i don't know anything about it i don't want to yeah like i just like receiving the yeah. cocktails yeah absolutely um, but uh it is cool because like um he definitely like having all that drink knowledge like is a cool inspiration for me of making some like like using ingredients that i wouldn't necessarily like think to make in terms of like beer maybe mm-hmm. um like incorporating some of that like cocktail mixer stuff any easy examples come to mind um we did like a painkiller like sour uh and then also a zombie like inspired like fruited sour um are those both sort of um kitchen sink cocktails I, I'm very limited on my cocktail knowledge. Well, I like them. And but... You're asking me as if I like know what the real cocktail is, and I just was like, "Here's some of the totally, ingredients." Totally, yeah. Um, uh, n- I know. No. Or yeah, painkiller is like a rum-based thing. Yep, they yeah. both are. Um, yeah. and there's like what what I don't know is like the there's a couple different rums in both of those that like are part of the like classic drink. Um, whereas for the sours, I pretty much took like the fruits and like yeah, coconut yeah, yeah. and like spices that are yeah. part of them. Um, but uh, I've been like, those are kind of fun. And then I've also like, I've been doing like clean saisons that I would 
like to deepen that into some more mixed fermentation Getting stuff. Dirty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I'm like, I, I started with the quicker turns just to kind of see like how they hit with people. Like, yeah, do people totally. like them? Like, do they like dry hop ones or fr- like, I just am sort of feeling that out yeah. a little bit still. Yeah. Um, and I like, I, I don't know that I have like the bandwidth for like a barrel. No, it, th- th- to me, it doesn't situation. sound like how anyone would um, yeah, in your situation. But uh, I'm, that's, that's where I would like to see our next kind of year go is like um, improving a little bit on like everything that we were able to get started. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Um, well, we've taken up a lot of your, this was an awesome conversation Incredible. that I really enjoyed. Um, I do feel guilty for the man reading the Africa book. That's mostly where my head's going to right now. Um, Good. Yeah, because I don't know. I think my phone's in my coat. So I was just and like, this well, is a, this is a version of vacation. 30. So we'll uh, hit you with a very quick three bay is yeah. how we like to end it. Matt can explain that. And have you, have you listened to the end? Am, do you know the three yeah, bay? Yeah. You are oh, well wow. versed. Bam. Easy peasy. Yeah. Our own employee. Our own co-worker. It was like, what's Dave that? Renault. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. not putting the episode out. Guess what? <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> so you're all versed. So I'm going to give you three art mediums. Okay. Ooh. Kick it back old school. And however you want, match up three uh, Coven beers. Um, did I just mispronounce that? It's fine. Coven. Coven. Sorry. I knew it as I said it. I get, three Coven beers. And that'll be the beauty of editing. I on. peeped it up while we were getting ready for the one. I said, Coven out the oven. <laughs> coven out the oven. I said it three times. I was nice. going to go. Um, three Coven beers. So let's go. Um, uh, we'll go video is a, a pretty easy and broad one, I guess. Um Sculpture, whatever that means to you, Ooh. clearly a very broad category, and um, painting, a classic, classic beautiful painting, watercolor, okay. watercolors. Water yeah, color. we'll, we'll keep keep that one really boxy. So, watercolor, sculpture, video, bang, bang, bang. Okay, um, uh, video. I kind of, I mentioned like that I used to make things where I would like take a video of something and then project it onto itself. Uh. So like an example being, um, uh, I took this one video of like daffodils growing and then I cut all the daffodils and I like dried them and then I played the live daffodils on the dead daffodils. I don't know exactly what that means other than um, (laughs) I think of like video as kind of like refracting stuff um i have this series of single hop uh southern hemisphere hop mm-hmm. pale ales so um so far i've done and this was like a uh r&d beer that i piloted a lot for the brewery yeah um uh but once being open so far i've done uh motueka and um nelson and next i'm gonna do galaxy mm-hmm. uh and I think that video would pair with this beer called Oko. That's that series. Because um, it somehow feels like different versions of the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. Um, sculpture. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sculptures were, um, this is a very art term, found objects, which just means like. You, found objects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, I th- think 
I would put that with, uh, I did a, um, there's a new festival in Pittsburgh called Pittsburgh Mixed Culture. Mm -hmm. It's only one year it's gone on so far. I think we're going to do it again. Um, (laughs) But I did a beer that I've been making for years, um, but not like commercially, but I made it for this fest. In my head, it's called Fights with Birds. Um, cause basically it's like, I'll for- That's from your foraging days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so like I'll forage, uh, like I have kind of a process for like foraging yeast in the spring, um, that, uh, I've never, I always get distracted and the culture dies, but then if I ever want to do it, I kind of like do the same process and yeah. it works. So I like grew up a yeast culture this year, um, made like a little like wheat base, beer uh and then i'll go out and get like whatever berries mostly service berries which are related to blueberries but they grow on trees oh uh, that's the type of berry yep. sir oh, okay um saskatoon is another name for them yeah but, yeah yeah um, interesting gotcha. uh but um when you're foraging for service berries the birds really like to eat them so like a lot of times that i've gone out foraging for them like that i'll be like Fighting with birds. Fighting with birds. <laughs> um, and so, like, it, the timing works out real well. Like, by the time the yeast culture from the spring is ready, the berries are ready to harvest. So you can just, like, kind of age the fresh beer from that wild culture, like, on totally. the berries uh, yeah. in, like, June. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that would probably be my found object sculpture. Love there. it. Yeah, love it. Uh, and then painting. Third and final. Yeah. I said watercolor if you want to be specific. <laughs> um, you can do acrylic and that's better. Or whatever. <laughs> I never was a painter. Um, Any styles you've never done in the hypothetical realm? I kind of like watercolor. Like, you mean like painting styles? I, I'll get out of this. Yeah, yeah. I was trying, <laughs> if you needed help, I was trying to um, yeah, no. throw you a line. Uh, hmm. that might be my like uh, not everything I do is a series but um, that honestly might be my like swatch sour base tiki IPA uh. series or uh, tiki sours um, uh, watercolor to me is like you sort of like mix and match the same I have a watercolor set that's like only eight paints and so it's like you mix and match the same paints to make like whatever colors you want. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. you blend the yeah. paints. Uh, and so in my head, like that's very much like the, that beer, I make a base beer and then I blend like small amounts into like these different iterations. Totally. Um, so I think uh, watercolor is swatch, fruited tiki sours. Fruited Love tiki it. sours. Blending yeah. of. Bang, yeah. bang, bang. Indeed. Um, Katie Sullivan, thank you so much for the time. Yeah. I'm in the mood to be slow and careful My body's ready for a mountain climb All of a sudden it will all become lovely The flower that opens